What's up everybody, Nick Urchwire back with you for another episode of the 10th inning. In this video, I will be giving you my top 10 wide receiver seasons of all time. I've already given you my top 10 quarterback seasons, top 10 running back seasons of all time. Those will be down in the description in a link. This episode, my top 10 wide receiver seasons of all time, just like the other videos, only one season per player is allowed. Jerry Rice, Calvin Johnson, Antonio Brown. Could all have multiple seasons on here if I was going based off that. I don't want to do it like that. I want to get a full perspective off of every player who ever played the game. With that in mind, I will be giving you top 10, but there are way more than 10, so there will be a few honorable mentions. As always, not everyone's going to agree with my list. Let me know down in the comment section what player you would have put on here, what player you would have left off, what order you would have put them in. Who deserves that number one spot of the best season uh, as a wide receiver of all time? Now let's get started. At number 10, the Pittsburgh Steelers 2015 wide receiver, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, before he went all crazy with his antics, he was possibly the best wide receiver in the game. I would say the best wide receiver in the game. He always torched... The Baltimore Ravens, my favorite team, he always torched them. It was tough to watch. I did not like facing this guy. But in 16 games, 136 receptions, 1,834 receiving yards, 10 touchdowns, 13.5 yards per reception, 114.6 yards per game, a 70.5 catch percentage, and three fumbles. Now, the reason he's at number 10 and not any higher is because 10 touchdowns, not a bad number whatsoever, but we'll see later that there are people with better number of touchdowns. And yeah, the number one job of a receiver is to be efficient, catch the ball, get first downs. And if you can score touchdowns, all the better. But then three fumbles, again, three fumbles isn't bad, but there are players better than him. So that's number 10. Number nine, Isaac Bruce from the 1995 St. Louis Rams. Isaac Bruce in 16 games, 119 receptions, 1,781 receiving yards, 13 touchdowns, a 15.9 yards per reception, 111.3 yards per game, a 59.8 catch percentage, and two fumbles. Now, Antonio Brown, 70.5 catch percentage. That's the second highest out of any player I will have on this list. That's a great number. Going down to 59.8, I'd say that's right in the middle of the pack. For a wide receiver, you'll see players with higher, you'll see players with lower. But Isaac Bruce, 13 touchdowns, almost the same amount of yards, one less fumble. You can't argue with the efficiency that Isaac Bruce had that season. So, he's my number 9. Number 8, Marvin Harrison of the 2002 Colts. What was the reception record in the NFL until this season? Marvin Harrison of the 02 Colts. 143 receptions, 1,722 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns, 12 yards per reception, a 69.8 catch percentage, and zero fumbles. Really, you can't argue with any of that. You could say, yeah, he should have more yards per reception. He should have more yards based on what he is. But he was a possession receiver. He was Peyton Manning's go-to receiver. You can't ask more of what Marvin Harrison did. Marvin Harrison just like this next person, was, I'll get you the first down. I'll do whatever you need 
but I'm not going to be the guy who just runs past people. And Marvin Harrison did his job better than almost anyone. At number seven, the new reception leader of all time, Michael Thomas of the 2019 Saints. Now, when you hear Michael Thomas's stats, nothing, most of the things will not really jump out to you. Most of them will be, how is he top 10 of all time? There's one statistic for me that made him stand out. 149 receptions, 1,725 receiving yards, 9 touchdowns, 11.6 yards per reception, 107.8 yards per game, an 80.5 catch percentage, and 1 fumble. An 80.5 catch percentage. So 8 out of 10 balls, he's getting thrown to him. He's bringing down. He's getting in. That's amazing efficiency right there. That's part of the reason why he's the reception leader in the NFL. Yes, Drew Brees. Drew Brees, one of the the, the most accurate quarterback in NFL history. But the receiver still got to catch the ball. Michael Thomas did that better than anyone else in an NFL season. That's why he's on this list at number seven. At number six, we're going way, way back now. Don Hudson of the 1942 Green Bay Packers. Now, Don Hudson, really? Yes, we all know Don Hudson, one of the best receivers of all time. But does he really deserve to crack a spot in this top 10? Well, in 11 games, Hudson, 74 receptions, 1,211 receiving yards, 17 touchdowns, 16.4 yards per reception, 110.1 yards per game, and zero fumbles. Now just think about that. 11 games, 17 touchdowns. Imagine what he could have done if he got to play 16 games like they do nowadays. Now, that's not a factor as to because that's only a what if. But, when I look at these things, I look at averages. Don Hudson in 11 games had amazing averages. He 100% deserves to, to be on this list at number 6. At number 5, I'm going back once again to a name maybe some of you guys will know, maybe some of you guys won't. Charlie Hennigan of the 1961 Houston Oilers. Hennigan in 14 games, 82 receptions. 1,746 receiving yards, 12 touchdowns, 21.3 yards per reception, 124.7 yards per game, zero fumbles. Now, 14 games. He only played two games less than players can nowadays. But 1,746 receiving yards? Those are numbers that players today struggle to manage. And he was able to do that back then. Obviously, he was one of the best receivers of the time. But still, that's not easy to manage. 12 touchdowns, though. 12 touchdowns, zero fumbles. Not bad by any stretch of the imagination. But 12 touchdowns, that's where I was a little hesitant putting him up any higher. But number five all time goes to Charlie Hennigan. At number four, I have Calvin Johnson, but not the season that everyone would think for Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson of the 2011 Detroit Lions, not the 2012 season. Now in 2012, Johnson broke the receiving yard record with 1,964 receiving yards. That in itself is very impressive, especially considering the quarterback he had thrown to him, Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford's not bad, but he's not great like a lot of people think he is. He's an average quarterback. And Calvin Johnson was double triple team 
the entire season, and he still broke the receiving yard record. Well, his downfall that season, he only had five touchdowns. I couldn't put him on this list with only having five touchdowns, especially considering what he did the year before. The year before, 2011, 16 games, 96 receptions, 1,681 receiving yards, 16 touchdowns, 17.5 yards per reception, 105.1 yards per game, a 60.8 catch percentage, and one fumble. Now, going based off number four and number five, how can you put Calvin Johnson ahead of Charlie Hennigan based off what you just read? Well, it really boiled down to touchdowns at the end of it. Johnson averaged one touchdown a game, getting double, triple teamed. Hennigan didn't quite average one touchdown a game. Yes, Hennigan had more receiving yards, and he very well could, if he had two more games, have the receiving record of all time, yards, but that just didn't happen. I can't play a game of what-ifs here. Calvin Johnson's 2011 season was better than his 2012 season, in my opinion. So he's number four. Number three, Jerry Rice. Now what season am I going to pick from Jerry Rice? Am I going to pick one of his later seasons, 1992-1993? No, I'm going to pick 1987. Now, when we look at Jerry Rice's 1987 career, in only 12 games, Jerry Rice, 65 receptions, 1,078 receiving yards. Okay, those don't really stand out. 22 touchdowns. He had 22 touchdowns in 12 games. A 16.6 yards per reception, 23 total touchdowns, added one on the ground, two fumbles though. That's why it was hard putting him any higher because other than the touchdowns, his numbers don't really stand out. And I chose this over the 1995 season where 16 games, 122 receptions, 1,848 receiving yards, the most at the time, 15 touchdowns, a 69.3 catch percentage, and three fumbles. I thought the 1987 Jerry Rice was more efficient than the 95 even though the 95 had something, the 87 didn't, and that was durability. I had to go with the 1987. Let me know down in the comment section why that's wrong. At number two, a name not many people I have a feeling have heard of. Kind of like Charlie Hennigan, not so much Don Hudson. At number two, the 1951 Rams wide receiver, Elroy Hirsch. Who's Elroy Hirsch? Well, Elroy Hirsch... You think what Don Hudson did in 1942 was impressive. Well, Elroy Hirsch did even better almost nine years later with one more game. 66 receptions, 1,495 receiving yards, 17 touchdowns, 22.7 yards per reception, zero fumbles. Now, what separated Don Hudson's season and Elroy Hirsch's season for me was, yes, Hirsch had one more game. But he also had almost 300 more receiving yards. He had the same number of touchdowns, zero fumbles, just like Hudson. But his yards per game, 124.6. Hudson's, 110. That was the biggest difference for me. And as you can see, it was a big enough difference for me to put someone at number six and someone at number two. So Elroy Hirsch is number two for me. Now before I get into my number one choice for best receiver season of all time... I have some honorable mentions to get into. I'm going to run through these real quick. Sterling Sharp of the 1994 Packers. 
94 receptions, 1,119 receiving yards, 18 touchdowns, one fumble. Torrey Holt of the 2003 Rams, 117 receptions, 1,696 receiving yards, 12 touchdowns, one fumble. Herman Moore of the 1995 Detroit Lions, 123 receptions, 1,686 receiving yards, 14 touchdowns, two fumbles. Mark Clayton of the 1984 Miami Dolphins, 73 receptions, 1,389 receiving yards, two fumbles in 15 games, and 18 touchdowns. Finally, Julio Jones from the 2015 Atlanta Falcons, 136 receptions, 1,871 receiving yards, eight touchdowns, three fumbles. Julio Jones, that was the toughest one for me because great season all around, but eight touchdowns, you're that big of a guy, that big of a threat, and you only had eight touchdowns. I mean, you can see that's the reason I didn't choose Calvin Johnson's record-breaking season, so I can't pick Julio Jones here. So he's an honorable mention for me. Now, the number one receiving season of all time, you can probably guess who it is. We had his counterpart, one of the greatest quarterback seasons of all time, Randy Moss of the 2007 New England Patriots. In 16 games, Randy Moss, 98 receptions, 1,493 receiving yards, 23 touchdowns, and zero fumbles. It was because he broke the receiving the receiving touchdown record, 23 over Jerry Rice's 22. Zero fumbles. He was durable all season long, 16 games, almost 1,500 receiving yards. Yes, there are people with more receiving yards than him on this list. But take everything into account what he did. Randy Moss had the best wide receiver season of all time. And I don't think it's really a competition. So... That's my top 10 for the top 10 wide receiver seasons of all time. Again, let me know down in the comments section who you guys think had the best wide receiver season of all time. In the next video, I've been going through the whole offense so far. I got one more position for offense because linemen, it's really hard to go for linemen in this type of video. I will be giving you my top 10 tight end seasons of all time. For Nick Wire and the 10th inning, see ya.